morning, bitches, and welcome to Wellness for Real, the podcast where we talk about all things wellness. I'm your host. My name is Marlena, and if you're new here, welcome. We have so many amazing episodes, so make sure you go back and check those out as well. We talk about everything on this show. I was inspired to start this podcast after uh, finally finding success in my own weight loss and wellness journey uh, by finally shedding all of the toxic diet culture bullshit and just embracing finding what works for me. So we share other people's stories, uh, tips, tricks, all the things, um, and we talk about it all. So buckle up, y'all, because it's about to get real. Morning, bitches, and welcome back to Wellness for Real. It's your girl, Marlena, your host, Um, joined today by Felicia, my co-host. And you guys, we did it. We got another guy on the show. We have a man here today. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Chandler. How you doing? Hello. Hello. How's it going? Happy to be here. Thank you for having me, of course. Yeah, we're super excited to chat. Um, You know, when we started this podcast, we talked so much about how how important it was for us to represent all aspects of wellness um, Mm -hmm. and all different types of stories, including men's stories, because I feel like uh, men can be underrepresented in specifically the wellness and weight loss world. (laughs) Um, But man, we've had a hard time. (laughs) <laughs> but we yeah, don't need any more but I think it's important to still talk about that stuff because a lot of guys are struggling with the same things that we're struggling with too but we've had such a hard time getting men on the show so we appreciate you being here today with us really oh, that's that surprised me I was really intimidated coming here on here today I was a little nervous and everything you know oh really yeah I you know so I just kind of got back in the Instagram or not into it, but on Instagram, I think, and uh, like linking up with people uh, as far as I used to follow and things. So I didn't even know, like you had a whole pod. I think you were just starting it when I left Instagram. So it's like really exciting to see like this following that you have. And, you know, I, I was just really pumped. I was like, all right, you know? Yeah. So well, we're excited to have then, you on. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody who might not know who you are? Oh, I'm Chandler. Um, what my Instagram handle is Big Plan Chan, and uh, I lost some weight once. It's pretty nice. <laughs> uh, just living uh, life. Some you weight. Know. You lost 262 pounds. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. a well, couple of humans. Well, you know, <laughs> it was tough. It was tough, but you know, I, with the help of weight loss surgery, of course, and. Uh, you know, of course, doing the right things as far as diet and exercise, things like that. But uh, yeah, um, I'm lucky, I, you know, as far as I, I'm five years out. So I've been maintaining pretty well and uh, life's been pretty good. You know, it's That's a lot amazing. easier to move around. Yeah. Yeah. So what led you to making the decision to have weight loss surgery? Well, I mean, I struggle with my weight, you know, pretty much my whole life. I know that's not uncommon. In the, weight loss community, obviously, but, um, I, my dad had weight loss surgery. He had VSG and, um, he really was successful. So he really kind of, my dad always worried about my weight, you know, just me being younger. You know, I think he even had me into like a fat camp at one point, 
but then my mom resisted that, you know, so I think you just worry about, you know, how, how I would grow up and stuff being really overweight. So it wasn't a thing, but when he had it done, he, I think he really kind of was like, Hey, this is something you should really look into. I think you would do good at it. You know, you're disciplined enough. So I went to my primary care doctor, um, which actually at that point, like I, I, I didn't have health insurance for a little bit. So I hadn't seen a doctor in a while. So when I seen him, uh, you know, blood pressure was crazy high. He was, he was telling me I'm a walking stroke. I was 460 pounds. Um, and it was just, you know, you, you got to do something now. And I told him, you know, I've already been talking to my dad about weight loss surgery. So he put me in contact with a good surgeon. Um, I had a meeting with him and, uh, I got really scared, nervous, I guess. And I was like, you know what? My mind isn't where it needs to be. I'm super scared of this, but I do know I need to lose weight. But mentally, I, I knew I was kind of, uh, I was like in a rough spot, I guess. And I end up really just like going deep into, uh, I, I did not end up getting surgery that day. I ended up actually, uh, or start, I did not start the process of having surgery that day. I ended up a year later starting that process with that doctor. I had a follow-up appointment with him, but I took that year to get my mind right. And uh, like, you know, I know people say that, but I really was reading books. I was reading The Power of Now. I was reading The Four Agreements, 48 Laws of Power, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, I just went all the way in, I uh, started meditating. I started uh, journaling here and there. You know, I've, I've, I tried all of it, you know, just to get my mind together. And um, I figured, you know, if I do that and eat right, I'll lose some weight. And I think I dropped 40 pounds, like that first four months, gained it all back, and then put on like another 10 pounds. Then I seen him again. And then it was like, all right, this is this is uh, what we, you know, he explained my options as far as surgery. And uh, he kind of convinced me to do the DS surgery, um, duodenal switch, which, uh, you know, I, I don't know. A lot of people don't end up going there. I don't know. A lot of surgeons, I guess, weren't offering it at that time. Um, but it's kind of a hybrid between VSG and and uh, the gastric bypass. Um which I can explain if any, if should I explain? Yes, please do. Yeah. So um, <laughs> what it is, they give you the vertical sleeve, you know, just like any other weight loss person. And then um, what they do with basically they bypass a large chunk of your uh, or your large intestines. So you go from having, you know, maybe 30 feet of intestines to maybe 10 feet of intestines. So you have a short, and the idea is your uh, malabsorption, you know, for that. So you're not going to take in as much fat, um, and that's the idea. So you're, you, you know, you're restrictive with the VSG, and then it's malabsorptive, whatever that word is, to uh, for uh, the uh, bypass part. So, um, and you know, people are really successful off of it, but it is very, very, very. Uh, you got to maintain it. It's a lot of vitamins. 
It's a lot of, you know, I see my doctor twice a year, or I'm supposed to see my weight loss doctor <laughs> twice a year. Um, but I, I do get my vitamin levels checked twice a year. Very dangerous. Um, it, it's, you know, and as far as what you eat, if you eat the wrong thing, it's an immediate, you know, it's like, it's immediate and people around you will know too, cause you'll be <laughs> gassy. And it's, and again, like you, you only have a small, you know, time to digest food. So the food, you know, what's coming out isn't all the way digested if you're not eating the right things, you know, so it's going to be really horrible. Um, so it's pretty rigorous. Um, it can be at least, you know what I mean? But it, it's like anything else you get used to it, you know? Uh, so it uh, uh, worked out, you know? <laughs> You're happy yeah. with your choice, but. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think anything else would have worked for me, you know? And, and uh, yeah, like I, the, the funny thing is with the idea of weight loss surgery, once I got that into my head, like I have to do this to get there, I really did a lot better with my dieting and, and exercise. So when I got weight loss surgery, it was four months from that appointment and I lost 80 pounds, you know? So like I had already lost a, a large chunk of weight just naturally doing, you know, walking 20 minutes a day and just eating right, you know? So, um, you know, it was one of those things where I said to myself, oh, I absolutely, you know, I don't know if I need weight loss surgery or not. But then, you know, those habits and things start creeping in a little bit. And I'm like, ah, you know, so it was definitely, um, and, and, and let me say this, if I didn't have surgery now, you know, being five years out, you know, especially with the last couple months of way life has been and things, I haven't been eating my best. And, you know, my, my surgery has helped in that matter because I haven't put on a lot of weight, but I've certainly felt it. And, you know, my health has taken, you know, I just got my blood pressure checked. It was elevated. And I'm sure it's because I've been eating saltier foods, things like that. So it's, it's, it's affecting me, you know, so it's not, you know, just cause I didn't pack on, you know, 20 pounds or 50 pounds or whatever. And a few, you know, doesn't mean that it was all good, you know? So it's, it's definitely a struggle, you know? It's a, it's a forever journey, right? I think a lot of people sure. think of weight loss surgery as this, like, quick fix, um, which if you know anybody who's ever actually been through it, you know that that's not the case at all. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that you said that you like just took a year to like get your mind right. Um, because that's so important. And we talk about that all the time on this show, like how important the mental aspect of wellness is. Cause like, if you, if you're not right in your head and you're not working through all your shit, cause like, listen, we're like those of us who struggle with our weight, like there's always a deeper issue, right? Oh, like yeah. it's yeah. never, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's never about the actual food, right? Like it's always about the deeper rooted issues that we have that we don't want to deal with. That is right, the reason right. why we turn to food. Right? right. Um, so for you, like in that year, like, were there certain things that you really realized about yourself and, and why you were where you were at with your Oh, oh, I realized everything. It was like an aha moment or like a, 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 a cascading, you know, of yeah. this is why you're doing this and this is why this isn't going right. And it was just, it was really, it was unlearning a lot of stuff. It was changing, you know, 
a little bit of that, you know, fake it till you make, like, I don't feel happy, but I'm act happy. You know, so there was days like that. Um, for me, the, the really reading stuff helped a lot. You know what I mean? I wish I read more now, but everything's like, start. everything's audible for me now. You know, I still, you know, I still download books and I listen to them, but I, I yeah. was reading, you know, actually sitting down and reading them and, you know, writing on stuff and things like that. So, um, but I've, I've gotten back to a lot of that stuff recently, so it's really helped, but, um, you know, I, I did realize, you know, where a lot of my eating came from, um, as far as, you know, just the way I grew up and how my parents kind of handled, you know, divorce and, uh, you know, everything was just geared towards food to make you feel better, you know, and my dad, uh, the way he grew up, you know, it was just food constantly and my mom never had enough food. So that's how you showed love, you know? So I just learned a lot, you know? And, um, and then that came after I had surgery is when I started therapy, you know? So that's when I even learned more about myself, I guess, but, you know, just the, on surface level, I knew that I wasn't happy. So acknowledgement, I think is what I, I, I found in that years, like you are where you are, you know, for a reason, and the reason doesn't necessarily matter, but you know where you want to be. So we got to do some things with your mind. You know what I mean? So um, it, it was really, uh, you know, I had, a, I had a good support system too. You know, that was, that was right back then, especially my mom was really good. You know, she was really healthy. So she was very much like, you know, what are you reading? You know, tell me what you're reading or whatever. So we would have like conversations about stuff. And she, she was a big reader, like loves Joyce Meyer. I don't know if you guys are familiar, the, the televangelist lady, but oh, yeah. she like loves her, her, uh, her self-help books, things like that. So like that, I, I always had that experience of like those self-help books, things like that with my mom. But, um, you know, like really leaned into her. I learned, you know, me and her got close during that year too. So, yeah. So are there any books that like really stood out that really like impacted you that you read that? My favorite, my favorite number one book I suggest to anyone ever is uh, The Four Agreements. Um, it is, I, you know, I don't even want to give it away. I'm not going to go over The Four Agreements because, uh, and, and you can find them real quick, but the, I was gonna the, say you're just, gonna make me Google this because I'm not gonna read it. I, I am gonna make it. <laughs> I'll read it. You don't have to read it. Literally, I, I think read every morning, point, so I will might read it. Look, you can get. I think they have condensed versions of it where you can. The, the book, by the way, is only I think it's less than 200 pages. By the way, I think okay. it's like a thin book, okay, less than 200 okay. pages. Um, but um, yeah, it's. Let me say my favorite rule is never take anything personal. And I think that was the biggest thing that helped me, I could you know, <laughs> so, um, yeah, well, it's, and it, it is synced up so well. Cause at the same time I was reading, um, I was reading this book about Buddhism and Buddha was talking about, you know, uh, why, why you don't take things personal or why, you know, everybody's moving in their own light in their own way. So when you encounter people, it's not, it's not cause they don't like you is there's something with them. And then it was syncing up so well with that second agreement when I was reading it, it's just, yeah, that, that, uh, that I feel like just, just did wonders for me. Cause I was an angry kid, you know, I was an angry person, not an angry kid, but an angry person. Then I felt like, and, uh, I just didn't always have a lot 
the, a lot of good to say, you know, and like acknowledging that, you know, and, the, you know, trying to figure that out. And I, I realize it's because I take things so personal, you know, I think, and it's like an ego thing too, because you're, you're in this space where you, you think you're the center of the world. You know, somebody's doing this to you. A stranger is doing something to you because of you. they know you. It's like they don't even know you. They're just you're the person in front of them that day. You're just that person, and it's nothing more, nothing less. And it doesn't mean that they're they're have the right to be rude or anything to you, but also it doesn't mean that you have to take that in and give the same thing back. You know, so yeah, the second agreement will be my favorite agreement. <laughs> love that. And I did Google it and I am going to share, <laughs> I'm going to share the four agreements because I know most of our listeners, y'all are not going to go read this, but, um, all right. So the four agreements, first one is be impeccable with your word. I like that. Uh, two, don't take anything personal. Three, don't make assumptions. You know what they say about assumptions. Make an ass out of you and me. Don't do that. Uh, and then four, always do your best. I like it. It's pretty simple, pretty, pretty straightforward. Very simple, very simple. And then he goes into it. He gives you examples and everything. So I'm going to read it. it it's, I, I think it's like one of those life-changing books. I tell, I'm, when I say everybody, I, I've given the book away a bunch of times. Uh, I don't even have a copy myself because I gave the last copy away. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just want to chat about, like you mentioned that you just came like back onto Instagram. And I used to follow mm-hmm. you like you said, like, a, I don't know, probably over a year ago, you had a pretty mm-hmm. big following, pretty big account. Um, and you left Instagram. Um, you still lived your life. <laughs> I feel like people, yeah, yeah, people, yeah, yeah. Think, people think like, oh, if you're not on Instagram, like you like actually disappeared off the face of the earth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you, you came back and I saw you follow me and I was like, oh my God, I've fucking Chandler. I forgot about this guy. Like I was so happy to see you back in the Instagram space, but I just want to talk about like what led to like your decision to like delete your account. And then like, you know, what like, um, well, I guess first I should say, and we've talked like a, a little bit about this a minute before, but I should say where it started Instagram, the idea started from my girlfriend, now wife, Emily, who was um, very much like she was, you know, it, it, Emily's uh, a whole personality. You know what I mean? And that yes, really I miss her on through. Instagram, too. Is she she is. She's not Instagram oh, okay. okay. either like that. But um, okay. but yeah, so she uh, she was very much into it. And she was like, listen, you got to check this out. You know, you, you should. Why not do this? You know, why not? you know, connect with these people, you, you know, you've lost all this weight. And, I, and when I met Emily, I think I was, I had, art, I had weight loss surgery. I think I was eight months post-op or something when I met her, Emily. So yeah, like she was just like really rooting me on. I should check it out. So I hopped on there and I don't know, it just, I just started talking about you know, things I talk about with, you know, I was just talking about or, you know, being goofy as hell or you know i'm you know i have a foul mouth i think i'm doing all right so far with this so oh we encourage good. swearing on, yeah. on the wellness for real podcast <laughs> but you know <laughs> it's hilarious but yeah um i'm very uh, it just kind of uh, i think 
I think people just kind of connected with me in that way. And it, it, it was fun. It was very much fun. And then, you know, like as things get bigger, you know, they, they always seem to like, I don't know, it just, it, it takes the fun out of it. You know, when everybody, you know, the monetization of it is one thing. Um, Cause it just seems like the bigger it gets, the more it flows towards that and sponsors and people reaching out to you. Would you try this and all that stuff, which was cool. Um, the only thing, like, I, I don't know, I feel weird in those situations because yes, someone would send you something or do something, but I remember it was one of these companies and I'm not going to say their name, but they, they sent me something and it was ass cheeks. Like it wasn't <laughs> good. Say their it, name. What was it? <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to do it because it could, it was good to someone else. I'm sure. Cause it had to have gone through like product development and had a whole package and everything. So people tried this before me. I thought it was ass. <laughs> but, the, you know, like there's no you can't say you, that's not if someone asked you about it, you're not going to say it was ass. You can say it's, you know, not great, whatever, whatever. But when I'm talking to the person like behind the closed door or whatever like that, I'm like, dude, it's ass, buddy. <laughs> like y'all got to go back to the drawing board on this one. I don't even know why it's packaged, dog. Like this is ass. Cheap. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just that you're not gonna it's not that I guess that like that's me being an asshole if I said that actually of course that's me being an asshole but yeah but see I say that actually and now nobody sends me anything <laughs> but <laughs> I don't get anything free anymore <laughs> but that's the point like if you didn't want a real reaction why did you send it to these people right. you know what I mean right. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're not the bad guy because you give a real reaction and that doesn't right. you know that doesn't mean you want people, you don't want to trash brands. Well, Nobody does. Not, you, they don't want you, they want you to like the product. Of I mean, course, that's why right. Right. Of course, right. Real. Yeah. And I want to like the product, you know? Yeah. So that, and it was one of those things where I just couldn't find, well, that, in that case, I couldn't find anything, you know, productive to say, but you know, you can't, <laughs> it just doesn't mesh. You know what I mean? Like that's not going to work. And then, you know, I think people analyze you and I, I don't think like I, I like being liked, you know, I hate to admit that as a person, but I really like when people like me. So not that I'm not easily manipulated. I'm not going to do things to get people to like me, but when, when, when people, when I'm just myself and people may interpret that the wrong way or a different way, it bothered me. You know what I mean? It really did. And then I kind of thought, if this bothers you this much, is this the space that you should be in? Because that's part of it. You know, that's the price of admission. Do you want to do this? And if you don't have the heart for that or the patience for that, this might not be your thing, which is okay. Because, you know, also I, I never really wanted to be necessarily like, I didn't want weight loss to take over my life. I don't like thinking about food. I don't like thinking about what I'm going to eat. I don't like showing people what I'm, I'm going to eat. You know, I, I, it just, it just, it just stopped being fun. So and I feel I like, like with the food stuff and I, when you're on Instagram or you're like on social media and you have lost a lot of weight, mm -hmm. it's like, everybody wants to know what the fuck you're eating all the time. And <laughs> I don't share a lot of food. I don't like to share my food. People get very weird about food, which I get, like we all have food issues, obviously, mm -hmm. Um, but that's a big piece for me that I really 
have always disliked is just like the obsession with like, what are you eating? What brand is that? What store did you buy that from? What <laughs> shelf is it on? Where do you find it? And I'm just like, ah, you're right. It's very like when someone wants something, they want all of yeah. it. It's very yeah. interesting. And I feel like since COVID, at least, I mean, I have not been on Instagram for very that long, but mm-hmm. I feel like just even the last six months, it's changed a lot in the sense that all I see is ads. All I see is people That's pushing people something. trying to pay their bills. Yeah, just pushing <laughs> something, <laughs> doing something. But it, when I started, it wasn't quite to that level. And I think COVID yeah. brought it to that level because I think it took off for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, I, a lot became influencers for a lot. I am on no level a player hater. I no, me neither. Love, you know what I mean? Like I think they should sell what they could sell. I, you know, I work for a bank, you know, and love it. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm with it, but Not I don't for know. For, it wasn't for me exactly. Right. Yeah. And the and the more people that start to follow you, like you said, it's like the more criticism you get, the more you feel like you have to watch what you say, what you share, like the internet is a very fucking weird place. Like I know the more my page grows, um, the less I share about my personal life or the people in right, it, right. just cause people are weird and invasive and, uh, makes me uncomfortable. They feel entitled <laughs> to your life. They do. There's a weird sense of entitlement. To yes. People. People, yes. People, yeah. some people think just cause you share a part of your life, like you owe them all everything about your life or you owe them explanations about the things that you do or whatever. It's just like, it's a lot. So yeah. I can see how that pressure would just be something you would just eliminate completely. Yeah. And then, you know, like, you know, cause I would share like what me and Emily are doing or if we're sitting in our apartment getting drunk that night or something like that would be fun for us. Yes, you know I, I will mean? love when you guys would do shots and get drunk on Instagram. That's like my favorite. Yeah. Yo, it was, but that's the thing. Like we were really in that moment having a good time and it was fun to share that with people. You know what I mean? And that's letting people in. So I, yeah. it didn't surprise me when someone would go, what's up with you and Emily and this part of your relationship? And it might be your sexual part of your relationship. And it's like, I don't know you. Why would I speak with you? But I understand why if I'm sitting here drinking, taking shots and on, you know, showing you and you're doing the same thing on a Friday night, why someone might ask that, you know what I mean? So yeah, I I had that personal responsibility. Like I get it, but also it's like, who raised you? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I don't know. I, mm. So do you but, feel like when you kind of disappeared for a little bit, did it bring you some peace? I mean, how did it yeah, feel? I don't even, I don't know, to be honest with you. I got to think, I think I got off of Instagram. Was it COVID around COVID? I don't know. But, but, uh, but um, you know, I, I, that was the other thing. I, I had a lot going on, you know, I, I, where I was at that time, five years ago, I was working in the mailroom at the bank. You know what I mean? Literally. So when I started getting, you know, my weight loss, my mind, and then it led into my health, then it got into my job, you know, well, my relationship and then my job. And, um, you know, I was just going um, ham at work. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to move up. I'm trying to get to this place. I'm trying to go to this. I'm not, 
I'm not sharing stuff. You know what I mean? I'm getting home from work. I'm actually tired because I'm working longer right. hours. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm inter- you know, and it was just, it wasn't, you know, it didn't, it, it wasn't fitting into the life. And then when I was in, you know, on there on the weekend or whatever, it just wasn't as enjoyable as it was from then. So then my, my big thing is if stuff ain't fun, I'm not doing it. You know, it's got to have at least a, a 10% fun. If you don't have 10% fun, I'm not doing it. I don't even care if it's my job and how I make money. I can't do it, you know, or I can, I can do it, but I don't want to. Um, so, you know, it, I, I, I have a fond, uh, like thought memory of Instagram. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I view it as, but also I just, you know, I just felt like this isn't what I'm, if, if a whole bunch of people know me one day, it's not going to be for losing weight. You know what I mean? And I do, I don't even care if a whole bunch of people do know me or don't know it, whatever, you know? So I feel just, like that, it, that can be really difficult as someone who's lost a lot of weight when people define you just as the person who lost yeah. a bunch of weight. And it's like, I'm still the same fucking person I was before Like, yeah, I have better habits and I'm healthier, but like, still me yeah of course and there's a lot of other aspects to who people are besides just like being able to lose weight right right you know and and life is happening around you know losing weight and your relationships are changing you know and I was going through those changes and you know I I basically lost a group of friends you know a whole group you know my high school buddies um and and just going through that stuff you know it's like and then they're like dude we see you on instagram all the time what the fuck's going on how come you ain't coming around and it's like ah what am i gonna say to you it's not like <laughs> no it's no i had 15 minutes when i was there that i did that and i'm here you know but hey it is what it is you know it's part of life it's forever yeah, changing so absolutely. speaking of big changes you and emily just got married just yes, want to say yes. congratulations like literally just well this episode won't Thank air you. for a while but you guys recently yeah. got married uh how how is wedding planning in this covid world Ugh. how did your Look, wedding go i want to hear all about it wedding was a whole experience you know we could i said m could absolutely she should get like a she should write an article or something about this because i think people really love her perspective being like this covid bride but um so we we had we got engaged all right uh may when the pandemic started um and then it was like well i guess we're gonna just m wanted you know we wanted to get married you know quick i said m wanted to i should say that we wanted to get married (laughs) quick but it was like we're not party throwers you know what I mean like we're not good at that stuff so we're good at the party we just can't throw the party you know <laughs> so the the idea was like let's just do drive through wedding real quick you know knock it out great you know so we started doing that then kind of come to this realization you know because her parents were like you know we they they very generously want, wanted to take care of the wedding pay for the wedding so they, it was like, what do you want to do, Emily? Whatever you want to do, you know? And um, I think around that, she kind of changed her mind as far as what we were going to do. So I was even better. Now we get to have a party. Great. You know what I mean? So then we set, uh, set a date, January 8th. And um, 
you know, start the whole wedding process. And it was hell on earth, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, it, you know, everything seemed cool, you know, that vendors reach out the place that we had, it was very gracious. They're great people, but you know, they're like, Hey, we need this stuff now. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's a real wedding planning thing, you know? So we would, and it starts to take over weekends and, you know, not whole weekends, but it takes over time. It's time. consuming as well. Yeah. And, uh, and then COVID, you know, all, all behind COVID. So then January 8th is coming up and Omicron is hanging out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Starts, hits the new. <laughs> hits the u.s shores buddy and it's like of course like what it's murphy's law you know what what can go wrong absolutely will so we're like oh fuck this is gonna this is gonna affect us so calling the venue hey you know is there any restrictions no as long as our staff is safe whatever whatever you guys just stay healthy cool um omicron's going on omicron's going you know a week before or two weeks before my dad is going to fucking florida you know mm guy lives his own life it's not a good idea it's florida you come back it's your son's wedding you're gonna get covid buddy so i was kind of you know and that was a whole other thing you know so all this stuff going on like and then you know having guests at the wedding and we realized i have more of uh yeah like you start looking at your guest list and it's like where are the people that we actually like love and care about you know what I mean like yes. where are they why do we have these whole other families here of people you know and it's like so like we had to adjust those you know because you know venue wants x amount of people we can only have this amount of people so we gotta go through that process of basically disinviting people you know <laughs> which they, everybody's so nice and understands and you know I had we have the omicron excuse you know what I mean at that point people don't even want to come because it's starting to you know, <laughs> They're like, I won't come right. anyways. Right. Right. <laughs> so then, you know, people start getting COVID. So then I got sick. So it's like a week before. Um, and it's just past the holidays, you know, so everybody's around each other on top of that. And uh, the week before I started feeling sick and I knew like I got I, I had two days of work that week and then off. I couldn't go to work that that Monday. I was like, I can't, I can't do it. And I, I don't, uh, I'm hybrid. I was like, I'm not even getting on the computer. You know, I'm not going in the office and I'm not even going to get on the computer. I'm not, I'm just going to try and knock this out, whatever this little sickness is, hoping it's not Omicron. Um, had to get a test in our area. Tests were just, you couldn't find anything. You couldn't get an appointment with CVS or, you know, so M works for a doctor's office um, and they were gracious enough to uh, give me a test. And I ended up testing positive. Um, so then at that point, well, mind you, like every time the phone was ringing, it was like more bad news because people kept getting COVID. So I had gotten a test. My dad came back positive the next day for COVID. My best man came back positive the day after that positive for COVID. And, you know, M and I, like at this point, on top of all of that, like because of the struggle of this thing, you know what I mean? Like we start, you know, you're leaning into each other, but the, the only two that you have, so you only can fight with each other, you know what I mean? <laughs> but you can also only lean on each other because it's only the experience. So like, 
I would say like it was the first time I felt like our it felt like you know do you want this you know what I mean like do you want this and it was like absolutely yes because we never stopped communicating you know what I mean even when it felt like you know things aren't going a certain place you know what I mean like it's not we're having conversations but they don't feel like they're getting better you know everybody's been there I'm sure but we got through it you know and then I tested positive for COVID and (laughs) (laughs) and then of course she was positive for COVID so we just had to move the wedding back and then luckily uh the day we moved it back, the, the venue had a place uh, a few weeks past. So we ended up getting married on the 28th, Friday, the 28th. And everybody was able to, uh, all our vendors made it. Unfortunately, not everybody could come because of the scheduling and everything. Also, there was a snowstorm that night on the 28th. As well. Oh my God. So, yeah. <laughs> but pictures look beautiful. Like, everything was great. We had, venue looked and, beautiful. Listen, if I can give any advice to anybody going through a wedding, do it the way you want to do it, big, small, whatever. But whatever it is, whatever happens, it can all go wrong. You will still have a great day (laughs) as long as you have the people you love and they just want to enjoy you. You know what I mean? So you'll you'll be fine. And that's what happened. You know, I, I don't even know if we had 30 people ended up being there. I don't know. But we had a great time. Everybody else had a great time. Um, you know, the pictures are great. You know, Emily looked beautiful. Um, it just, it turned out to be a, a magical day, you know, not to sound corny, but it, it turned out great. You know, just those last two weeks, everything was already planned. So, you know, we just kind of coasted from there. And then the day just came together, you know. That's, that's actually a great story. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's a great story. It. Like, as long as you have a good time at the end of the day, it's worth, you know, it's, it's worth it, you know, and, totally. um, you know, people were ha- very happy, to, you know, the, the speeches, you know, everybody does the speeches. They were all great. You know what I mean? Made us feel special. Um, you know, my mom got really drunk and acted crazy and, you know, <laughs> my wedding was like 30 people. It was like 35 people. Yeah. Her- yeah. Wedding exactly. planning is like, I mean, even without a pandemic in mind, like wedding planning is so racket stressful. Racket, oh. Make a lot of money. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. And the wedding oh, industry yeah. just in general is just like, oh, such a oh, bottomless no. pit of <sighs> sucking you dry of everything that you have financially, emotionally. Especially yeah. oh. eight parties before you actually have the wedding. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, like, that is like crazy. Like, an announcement of the party, a pre wedding party, a bachelor. That was so bachelor. me. Right. That was so me. I had a. I had a, I had a stock the bar party because we had a backyard wedding. So we did a stock the bar party instead of like oh, a bridal shower. Cause like, yeah. that all was like, cool. Then we don't have to buy booze that provided all the alcohol. Um, yeah, I we had a bunch of parties. We got married twice. We got married in Vegas. We eloped okay. six months before our wedding. Hey, hey I'm, I'm extra though. It. I'm like, I want three weddings. I want <laughs> why not why not (laughs) but I like what you said about the people that you invite because it's so true we had 150 people and to this day my husband will be like oh yeah yeah so and so blah 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 and I'm like who was that and they're like they they were at our wedding and I'm like I don't fucking remember them like I have no idea who that is like I never Uh, wanted a big wedding though I was like the one who didn't want to do because it's a lot of work 
and people don't yeah. realize how much freaking work it is, even if you have a venue and, you know, all of that stuff. You know what I forgot to say with all that going on? Again, I the I work for a bank and during that time, um, it's the biggest time for fraud because, you know, the wolves are hungry. They got to feed their families. So we got hit with the worst fraud ring in like this bank's history and I was pulling 12 hour days. Oh, oh my God. And this is like a month leading up. This is starting in December, leading right up to our wedding. Oh God. You know? So even when stuff was like falling apart, I felt horrible. You know, it, I wasn't as there as much as I should have been because I was working. Oh. Emily was dealing with this. You know what I mean? And then that's where like that frustration was coming from, you know? Cause it's like, I'm not, it's not fair for her to be going through all of it. And I'm, working, hating it, every, you know, being a complete asshole at my job, like, and, and, you know, like, and I, cause I was just at that point where it was like, my focus is my wedding. It needs to be so fuck this job. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I know I get paid. Well, you know, I know y'all take, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> fuck you guys. I got to do this, you know? So I, you know, when I kind of came to that realization, I'm not doing 12 hour days, I'm out of here at four o'clock, things started to get better because I could actually dedicate my time and taking care of these things and being there, you know? Yeah. So that was the game changer, but yeah, with all that going on, work was crazy. So I forgot that part. <laughs> so now that you guys are married and all of that is over, how's married life going? How you guys adjusting? It's great. I'm it, you know, I think people say like, oh, it feels normal. You know what I mean? But I, I don't know, you know, for it, there's something. It's different. It, you know, anybody there's who says it's not it. different after you get married is full of shit. Well, they didn't get married. That's why they didn't but get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not married. Something's not right. If you think yeah. it's exactly the same as dating, it's not, it's not, it's a whole no. different thing, but in like the most beautiful way. Absolutely. I mean that like in a positive way. I feel like a lot of people yeah. like joke about how like, shitty marriages or how like stressful it is and like don't get me wrong it's a lot of work <laughs> but it is like it's it's a beautiful thing so I'm really happy yeah. for you guys thank you work, right? thank you yeah it was, yeah it, you know I, I keep reflecting on it so I keep like a little journal that I, I've been like I jot things down and uh I was I've been writing a lot about it because I just I kind of, I feel, you know, I wasn't my best during that time. You know what I mean? And like, luckily, you know, I had the, I, I, I think those two weeks were there for me to like make up kind of to get it, you know, to, because I think up to that point, like that, the, the idea would have been like, man, you, you left me hanging on this, you know what I mean? Kind of thing. And I, I just, you know, that, that was not what I wanted to do, you know? So it was a, it was a tough time, you know, just, and it shouldn't have been, but it was, and, you know, it was great. It turned out awesome. So I feel like know. it's way more common for, especially the planning of a wedding to be really stressful and really hard on a couple than yeah. it is like for it to not be. So yeah, uh, I don't think there's anything. Wrong and through with that. COVID and through yeah, I mean, no all shit. the things that a global you, pandemic during a you, yeah you, yeah pandemic. <laughs> I mean, it, it, 
we it's gonna be a good story like well that's the yeah. first time i got a chance to tell it like that you know so it was, i think it'll do all right you know as far yeah. as the story and so. you made it through and you're better for it and it oh yeah yeah happened when Definitely. it was supposed to happen so you got a little extra time so. yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah. and i i was actually gonna ask how like so I feel like, especially for someone who's like lost a lot of weight, someone who's like changed their lifestyle and their wellness. Um, when we go through big life changes, that tends to be when people are like, oh, I was doing <laughs> so good until I had to plan my wedding and it was super stressful and blah, blah, blah. And then I, you know, yeah. and so I'm just curious how failed a hundred percent. So how was your, like, how did you stay Not on true. track with everything? I mean, I, I did not stay on track, to be honest with you, you know, like, so I, I say I didn't stay on track. Did I still, I, I would, still have, would have really liked you stay on track. So I probably yeah. shouldn't even have used that verbiage <laughs> because I don't really well, like on your journey. Oh, this is yeah. like a one track. I will say this. All right. Cause I, I, I am a firm believer in live your life. I know they tell you all that bullshit, what you can't earn. It's not bullshit. All that good stuff of you know what you are and aren't supposed to eat and you have to live your life like this for the rest of your life or whatever i don't think anybody really says that or expects that but also like like i said i like having fun so i set aside a day a week to eat whatever i want is that what anybody suggests probably not i don't know but it works for me was i were you know i was having three of those days during that time you know what i mean yes, i do and it's just because it's not just because it's it's one the time thing, you know, of everything's, you know, but I realize like, you know, there's times where like right now my eating isn't great, but it's I'm having a good time. and It's fun. When I was eating then, you know, that month before all every all or that month of all this stuff going on, I was eating bad, but it wasn't out of, you know, enjoyment It was out of negative thoughts. It was out of avoiding situations. It was, it was emotional, you know, so it wasn't like it was not good, you know, and luckily I caught myself, you know, um, and and like you know, that I'm, I'm not hard on myself with those things. I know sometimes people are, but, you know, people got to be gentle with themselves with this stuff, you know, because it is, you know, people can, can look at, can hear 262 pounds and got it, did it. You know what I mean? No, like I, it's, it's a struggle, you know what I mean? And that's why I tell people like I have DS surgery and I, and I tell them, you know, like I did not eat great. But I did not, and I did not pack on a whole bunch of weight. But so, like, I think people can sometimes take that and think, like, oh, well, if I get this surgery, I can eat whatever I want and be okay. And like, I'm honest about it. I did not eat okay, and no, I didn't gain a bunch of weight. But also, I I took a toll. It still takes a toll on your body. There's, there, you're not you're not getting over on anything. You know, there's always going to be a <laughs> sacrifice made somewhere. You know. And it, a lot of times it can be your physical health or your mental health, but something's taking a hit, you know, when you're, when you're eating like that, when you're eating out of those things. So, um, I just, I, you know, I try to stress that point. Like it's not easy any way around, you know, yeah. I feel like in, in the weight loss world, so often people make it seem as if maintaining their weight loss or 
being thin is like effortless. Like that's the persona that they want to present, but that's not the fucking truth. And if you talk to anybody who's sustained a large weight loss for a long period of time, like you have five years, that's amazing. Um, But I really appreciate that you're like being so honest about it and that you're like, it's not fucking easy and sometimes I suck at it and that's okay right yeah like that you mentioned that you give yourself grace too because I was just gonna ask like how much grace did you give yourself during that time because um again when people are like oh you know this happened so I fell off or whatever and I gave up completely and that Mm -hmm. like really tends to be rooted in us like being really negative with ourselves, right like speaking really negatively to ourselves and we're like, oh, I already messed up. So like, fuck it. I'm just going to give up every single thing that I've learned. Right. No, like, you know what? That's why I, that's, um, so my idea with weight loss is this is why I meditate, you know, because the idea of meditation, people think, all right, just shut off your thoughts, but meditation, it's the practice of, um, calming your mind, I guess you would say, but and what, what I've learned from the experience of doing, you know, regular meditation is like when I, the thoughts are coming, you can't, you're not going to stay thoughtless. You're not sitting there Zen. The thoughts are coming, you know, just think thought out, just flow with it. You know, you just got to go have the thought and then you're back to not thinking, you know, you're like, oh, I'm having a thought like you're recognizing it. So it's this constant fail. You know, it's a constant stopping <laughs> yes. and starting. It, it, it really is if, when you think it. of it like that. Absolutely. But you just keep getting back to it. You keep getting back to it. You just keep getting back. And that's what I, I believe this whole weight loss thing is. You think, I'm sorry. You know, like I, I see these certain people or like uh, I, I like I like David Goggins. You know what I mean? I don't know if you guys know him, but like he's he's like a guy who runs a marathon every day. You know, he gets after it every day. It's not the life I'm living, nor what I want to. It doesn't seem fun, but um, I was gonna say that sounds fucking terrible. <laughs> exactly right, but people love that. Like, and that's love be that. really that, hard on your body. Sorry. Well, it, it it is. Of course, it is. He, I think he, he whatever. You know, he, he's all he's been hurt recently. He's come yeah, say, back. Too much of anything is not good, y'all. Too much of anything right. is not good. But you know, if I got to go to the gym, I'll listen to some David Goggins or like watch one of his YouTube videos. He gets right. me going, you know. Yeah. But I ain't doing that shit. Um, <laughs> but but like but the I, I'm not that guy. You know what I mean? And I know that about myself. I am not when I when it's time to play, I'm playing. You know. And, um, you know, I, I think that just with, I I allow myself to make mistakes, you know, and I I always think about my intention behind those mistakes, why they happened. And if I messed up, I will absolutely apologize. But if I didn't mean it, I will still apologize, but I will tell you, I did not mean to, you know what I mean? And I think my eating, you know, around that time, you know, I knew where it was coming from. I had to get it together but you know you have to have like a quarterback mentality with this stuff you know you can't can't beat yourself up you just look at it for what it is you fucked up now let's move forward you know Mm -hmm. constant stopping and starting let's go so i don't know yeah that's great it's a great way to look at it and just to circle back to meditation um what you said was so similar to what um Sarah Best said when we had her on if you guys haven't listened to the episode Sarah Best um change your brain change your body i think it's a title of the episode 
Um, we talk about meditation and I talk about how I've so many people feel like they're terrible at it, right? They suck at it because they yeah. think that it's supposed to be this, like, like you said, this like Zen silent moment, which <laughs> what she said was very similar to what you said. And you said it in a different way, which I love, but she said, think of it as like a rep for your brain. Every time yeah. you have to bring yourself back to what you're doing, you're training your brain. Like it's, it's like a workout, yeah. right? Right. So that and like what you just said, like that opened me up so much more to meditation. And I'll say I benefit so much more from my meditation now that I understand that. So I hope somebody else listening to this got that because it is so <laughs> pivotal um, and just so important in your wellness to just take that time to just reflect, right? And just connect with yourself and your body. Look, or at least that's what it is for me. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's no Listen, wrong you can... way to do it. I think that's exactly. There's right, not a right. right way to meditate or a wrong way to meditate. Yes. Oh, it's so true. And, and you know, it, it's to the point where if, if I'm having a bad couple of days, Emily will ask me like, hey, have you been meditating? You know, have you? And there's times where I'm not. She's like, I'm like, ah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Like that's that's the missing piece. You know what I mean? So it's I, I, for me, it's been that. But I think everybody should give it a try. You know what I, I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, wow. It, all the try everything, by the way, try it all. You know, yeah. if you think it's going to help try it, try you know, if it doesn't it. fine, but yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So speaking of trying things, so I want to just touch on, I know you said like, I know you hit the gym, you meditate, mm -hmm. like what other things you do like for your body, like your physical wellness, um, you know, that you've, these habits that you've developed over the last five years. Um, I mean, that's a great question. Cause I don't have like a quick answer. You know oh. what I mean? Well, I know you said like when you first, like, st so when you decided to have surgery, you just started walking. Right. And yeah. I can really oh. relate to that because that's how I started moving my body after a lifetime of never moving my body as I literally yeah. was just like, okay, bitch, you can walk one lap around the block every day. You can do that. Right. Like that's, so, that's a small yeah. thing that you can do. Anybody can do if your legs work. Yeah. So I'm you just curious, what? like funny. what your movement progress has looked like, I guess. Yeah. Like, I mean, the things that you've tried. Yeah. It's funny you say that. Cause I, I guess like that, that's the weird thing about getting so far removed from your surgery date or the day you try to, you know, you, you hit your goal weight or the day you made a life change things become so like routine. So I walk my dog every day. It's not an easy walk. It's up, but I just, we walk, you know what I mean? And I think about, it and you know, I walk with my wife and, you know, I don't know, like I, I think about it now, I couldn't have made that walk, <laughs> you know, back then, but um, yeah, just walking. Like I'm, a, I try to be active, you know, like I said, I, I'm, I'm home two weeks. And then I, like, I do this hybrid thing where I'm home two weeks and then I'm back in the office for two weeks. So when I'm home, I really like, I'll do yoga and a workout, you know what I mean? And try to like, but those things, you know, I, I guess like just to move my body as far as like, it's really just the walking every day. You know, I, I, I I'm pretty active. I, I can move around. I could do it. I really, I really like the idea that anybody can say, Hey, do you want to play a game of basketball? And I could just go and not have to think about it. You know, all I got to do is stretch before, you know, just go. So I don't know, like 
my workouts for me, I, I don't, I'm not trying to get big or anything like that, or I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm just, you know, trying to stay fit kind of, you know, yeah, just so I can, you know, keep that up. You know, I always think like, if I need to run a mile to get away from somebody, I'll be all right. You know? <laughs> Cause ain't nobody going to run a mile. Nobody's going to run after you for a mile. So. Definitely not. Um, and you know, with our obviously moving our body, like that's a big piece of our mental health as well. Right. Like, mm-hmm. um, obviously we do it for our physical health, but like, I know for me, like I hit the gym because it helps me mentally, you know, it helps me release anything that I'm holding on to. It helps me feel like a badass. Like, it's just, you know, it's just like, what's going to help me feel better in my own mind and my own body. Um, so don't forget about the mental benefits of just moving and walking is just so underrated. That's what I I love walking and I work out in the morning for that mental. It helps me. It sets the tone for my whole day. You know, and I think like working out, especially for men, um, I've, I've seen, seen things as far as like, you know, boosting testosterone and things like that, you know, and um, as far as, uh, you know, coming home and being tired and stuff like that, like working out can, can, can also have this, uh, like, I, at least for me, when I come home after work, and if I work out, I get an extra hour of like, I feel like I'm up, you know what I mean? And I think that's that testosterone boost. And like, I just think it's, 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 it's better. It's better for your health. It's especially men. I think it's really better for your sexual health to, you know, be working out regularly and stuff like that, you know, yeah, build up that stamina, you know, you know, <laughs> that core, right, buddy, you know? Right? you know, that's the only reason why I work out abs, you know, <laughs> Oh, I love it. Um, and I know you also um are like me and partake in the 420 and the marijuana is a oh, big yeah. piece of your wellness as well. <laughs> we talk about it on the show. I know it's not for everybody, but if it's for no. you, it's for you. We're potheads, probably you know. I probably shouldn't oh, yeah. say that, but um oh, I'm a fucking pothead. <laughs> on the well on the actual episode. Yeah. <laughs> what really? What I said I got we this pen pot on the episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've done a couple smoke and toe okay. while recordings. Yeah. I'm not yeah, smoking right see. now because I'm having surgery on Monday, but um, oh that's right. I was gonna ask about that. I'll I'll um, eat some edibles though. I got some cookies. There you go. <laughs> yeah. They won't hit me for two hours. That's the worst part of having edibles and not being two able hours? to smoke. It just takes so long to hit you, you know, where it's like yeah. when you toke, it's like instant. It's that instant so, like interesting thing I don't have so my my uh because uh my body is the way it absorbs fat you know the the THC all is absorbed through the fat um so mine kicks in a lot faster oh wow very fast and and intense and intense um you gotta be careful with those edibles exactly (laughs) but it lasts like not even maybe half as long because oh, your body metabolizes it right. so, fast? so fast. Okay. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. But um I, I will say like my my whole thing with the with smoking weed is I, I didn't smoke till after I had surgery. Actually, I didn't smoke until really I met Emily, who was smoked, <laughs> you know, big part of her life. Um, but no, like the first time I smoked weed was in Vegas with my dad and brother on on like a Vegas trip with each other, you know, like at 20, 26 years old. You know, I'm a I was a square. I didn't do much growing up, you know, <laughs> complete square. So 
um emily's the wild child so she got me into weed um so <laughs> which she didn't get me into weed but, but um she just helped you realize how amazing it is well you know <laughs> all bit. of the benefits here's my thing with <laughs> the weed with the pot I, we at a certain point we all got to stop being we got to start being honest and just say hey we like getting high too dog i know all Absolutely. the mental be- all the other benefits but also yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's just nice to get high. And I don't think we have to lie about that. You know what I mean? Like we don't have to lie about that part. So people get on here and tell you it helps with sleep. And it, it does all those things. By the way, Emily mm-hmm. was in the industry. She was um, she was the assistant manager at a dispensary here. She quit her job just to, and then was like, fuck it, I'm going to try to get into this weed stuff. So she did and did that for a year. Um, but uh, so like we learned so much about it you know, and, and all these benefits from it and, you know, different types of products and different things like that. And they, they can do, if, if you have, I'm saying all this to say, if you have an interest or like, um, you know, just want to get high one day, you know, you don't, you don't have to get paranoid and get, you know, all crazy and go deep. And, you know, it's not, it's not what that, you know, it's not exactly what people try to make it out to be sometimes, you know, you don't have to go that deep. Um, but for me, you know, weed is probably more than anything. I like to get high. You know what I mean? I, I could tell you it, when I first started, it did help me eat. It really helped me because I wasn't eating a lot. So it helped me like work up an appetite, you know, but uh, now I think it's just, I like to get high, you know? So. I love it. I love the honesty and it's so true, right? Like, yeah. And it, you know what? Yeah. Nothing and, compares and I, to just being baked. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just the shit. <laughs> I, you know, like I'm a, I'm a fault. I'm, I'm like, I'm a thinker, you know what I mean? I'll sit around and think to myself and jot things down or whatever. So it sometimes, you know, um, the issue isn't for me to like get into my head. It's to get out of my head sometimes, sure. you know what I mean? And I think it really helps with that. So and, and reduce anxiety and all that, but I like getting high. So. <laughs> I love it. Me yeah. too. Maybe one day you'll come to Minnesota and, oh, with yeah. Emily and we can all talk together. Absolutely. <laughs> nice, you know, session. Yes. You know? Well, yeah. you know, COVID that's another thing. COVID is messed up, right? Like COVID I, don't re- is, yeah. I don't really smoke with people anymore, except for my <laughs> husband now, you know, there's no more really like blunt passing. Like it's kind of yeah, sad. That's, like, dead. that's dead. That's, I know you it's know over. It works. Cause now everybody got to bring their own stuff. So that's now, true. Nobody's, you know, <laughs> that's true. There, you know, now you don't have that excuse. The plus like, side. Yeah. Uh, I love it. This has been such a fun conversation, Chandler. Uh, we so appreciate you coming on and just sharing your story with us and having some fun with us. Uh, is there anything? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to tell the people? Um, shout out to Bayard Rustin. If you don't know who he is, look him up. Um, other than that, that's all I want to say. All right. I'll have to, I'll have to do some Googling now. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you bitches next Monday. Bye.